Benson and Stabler arrest this racist son of a bitch because he murdered two Arabs. But his, what his lawyer says, it's all about the genes. I ain't, I ain't talking about all about the Benjamins, you know what I'm saying? And this is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. I am your host, BD Rose, or you could call me Brian Rose. And we going for another weekend. It's Monday, so I hope y'all are excited for the return of um, Detective Rollins in the upcoming SVU organized crimes thing crossover, something like that, though. Well, there's, um, you've seen the previews, you know, she's going to be there. We on back, back on organized crime, you know, like next on Thursday. And, you know, I just uh, just watched um, SVU season 24, episode 9. That was like Kelly Giddish's last episode in which came Detective Rollins. So she's leaving the unit to be teaching at some college or something like that, though. So, yeah, yeah well, that's really was something about that, though. Oh, yeah. By the way, um, I just wanted to um, yeah, send my prayers to Jamie Foxx, you know, He's been in the hospital for the past few weeks with an undisclosed illness, and there were theories going around, going on around, going around, around. Excuse me, theories going on around here. I was thinking that some speculate that Puffy was trying to poison him or something like that. Though, I mean, um, Jamie Foxx was advised to like uh, Diddy's. Oh, did I say Puffy? I mean, excuse me, Diddy, 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 Diddy. I say that Diddy would try to poison him and stuff like that, though. So, I mean, I don't know. Did he invite him to these parties? And then there was rumors. They were spreading rumors. And um, Jamie Foxx was spreading rumors about him. I don't know what it is, though. So, my theory is that they probably poisoned him, or maybe they've um, switched his medication or put something in the food. But, I mean, it's just theories. Because Jamie Foxx was sick, right? He was sick. I mean, he was in there with an undisclosed illness, so they don't know what's the cause. I think he's probably, I think he was probably poisoned, maybe by the elites. I don't know what it is. So, I mean, maybe Jamie Foxx did something that pissed uh, the Hollywood elite, elite off. I don't know. I mean, it's just fear is going on around here. Because at first it was saying that Puffy was involved, was planning to kill him, and. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody poisoned Jamie Foxx's um, food or switches medication. Who knows? It's a mystery. And at that time, Jamie Foxx is currently shooting a movie with Cameron Diaz. So hopefully, hopefully you know, send your prayers up to Jamie Foxx. All right. So um, I don't want to go too further right now. So um, let's get to today's episode. And it's all about this racist son of a bitch. And I'm not talking about Donald Trump.
All right, all right, all right. We are Law and Order SVU Season 5, Episode 13, Hate. And it aired on NBC on January 13th of 2004. Now, I want to make a disclaimer, right? I'm going to go say, I'm going to say things that, you know, you know, feel comfortable with, though. I might bring out the um, N-word, but I'm not going to be politically correct here, all right? This is a podcast, you know, I can say whatever I want, all right? And no one's going to censor me. So if you want, you won't like it, change the channel. But if if you're brave, you can listen to it, you know, because I'm going to speak my mind, all right? So listener discretion is advised. Okay, so um, we're at a cold opening right now. And we see a couple in the alley, and then they just having a little argument and some some whatever, something like that. Next thing you know, they see a a, a woman burn. You don't believe it? She see a woman burning down the damn alley. Damn, she girl, look at oh my goodness! They just saw. I just see a a woman in there screaming for help, and she is being she's about to be burned alive. I mean, she was walking, um, running down the alley. But calling for help while oh, she was burning, man. Oh my goodness, she became like a human oven and shit like that, or maybe a human um, what do you call it? Like fire. A woman, that woman was on fire. Yeah, I'm not talking about the man on fire with um Denzel Washington. So next thing you know is that um you know the guy or the boyfriend or whatever takes off his jacket and he tried to save her, and the girlfriend's like, "Yo, be careful, man." And then next thing you know that the you know. Well, the burn, the burn woman, she's on the ground, and he's trying to fan the flames and stuff like that, though. So we cut to a short time later, and Benson and Stabler arrive at the crime scene, and they talk to a cop, and um, turns out that the victim has died. So the cop tells him that her, the woman, the victim's panties were ripped off, and he says, "That's why I court reported the panty police." <laughs> oh my goodness. So, however, though, it's like um, they exi- you know, um, they see the body and Corner Warner is there. There's uh, the victim. It was just like she has a lot of burns and um, they're trying to find out she was raped or something like that. So it's like a possible. See, she sees some floors or whatever, something like that, though. So best is able to do a walk and talk in the alley. And um, however, Stabler says. I mean, it's her, and he, uh, I've been messing with thinking it was some kind of a dude, something like that, though. And then Stable's like, maybe this guy's trying to send a message. Mm. How uh, we go to the opening credits right now. So, um, and we're at the morgue right now, and Doctor Warner is examining the body. She knows there's a boot flu is a present, and um, she was probably was was um victim was probably raped by a damn pipe. Oh. So, turns out that the perp ripped her panties off and put it in a pipe and, you know, probably hit the woman in the head. And next thing you know, he, he torched the woman, uh, he torched the woman before and she alive and then before she burned and stuff like that, though. So, it turns out that she, the girl was raped with a pipe. So, she examined the body. She spots a tattoo. But the similar tattoo on the body shows her that the woman is Muslim. Oh, my goodness. That's probably another hate crime, right, going on around here. So we're back at the squadron right now. Nothing Stabler is there, much has been. They trying to figure out well, well, figure out how she was burned to death. 
and you know they they you know the detectives they think it's like an angry angry husband and um they say it is traditional if a wife cheats on him and stuff like that she um he probably tortures her as a punishment and then here comes munch bringing up about this 9-11 shit, shit saying he mentioned something about um the arabs um hijacked the plane and crashed into a building there's all this 9-11 shit going on around here so this most of this thing is talking about 9-11 i mean here here's 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 how he say it whatever this is let's be careful not to say muslim men like to burn their wives no they want to burn people they fly an airplane full of gasoline into an office building excuse me but they were extremists sorry but my next door neighbor's yeah. iranian at airports even he's scared when he sees middle eastern passports i mean let's get real People know it's wrong, but they think it anyway. <laughs> hey, yeah, you are much you're an asshole, man. For you, for you, you sarcastic son of a bitch, man. I mean, come on, you're so ignorant. Now, let me tell you something, though. Let me go. Let me get serious here for a minute, though. I'm gonna bring out the truth. I'm gonna tell you this: Muslims are not responsible for 9/11. The U.S. government is. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about George H.W. Bush and his people, right? They, 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 they've um are the masterminds of 9/11, and next thing you know, they set every they set everything up, and then and then to make a new world order, and they didn't want to pin the blame on the on the Muslims or the Arabs or something like that, though, especially Osama bin Laden. But let me tell you about this 9/11 truth. 9/11 was an inside job from the U.S. government, though. It had nothing to do with Osama bin Laden, bin Laden, or the Muslims or the Arabs and stuff like that. It was everything was set up to create for a new world order. Now I've been hearing that nowadays, you know, most of them we're gonna go we're, we're switch nowadays we're gonna switch to digital currency, and you know the dollar bills are we using is gonna be garbage. It's nothing but a piece of paper. So if you want to buy anything, you know, you have to use the damn chip on the card. And to make matters worse in the future, though, they're going to put the chip in our bodies. I'm not going to be having no damn chip in my body, though, because that's the mark of the beast, as it says in the book of Revelations. The truth, I'm not all saying all this 9-11 theories is a bunch of bullshit, though, because we already know that George H.W. Bush is, is behind that shit. And yeah, and um, Dick Cheney, too, and that coon Condoleezza Rice. And they responsible for the 9-11 shit. So, fuck you much. You 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 an asshole. You know what I mean? Going around saying so simple-minded, though. Like all I said before, 9-11 was an inside job from the U.S. government, and they depended on the Muslims to start a new world order. And you know that war in Afghanistan, though, this is a bunch of BS. I mean, what are you fighting for anyway? It's all about, it's all about democracy. It's all about money. It's all that nonsense, so. That's my point, though. That's the truth. All that 9-11 thing, it, it, everything was staged from Bush, all right? He knocked down the Twin Towers, okay? So, you know, back to the back to the podcast, back to the story. So, anyway, Sabres just got, just got on the phone, and the lab has something. So, we go to this lab chick called Sipes, and she's part of the crime scene unit. You, excuse me. Excuse me. Did I say unit? I said crime scene unit. So she says that um, her purse was burned with a lot of inside because the purse is made out of suede. So, however, though, though there was some piece of like, like some folder or some piece of paper or something with words on it. So, 
Benson examines the paper because it has some of them. Um, they has a couple of words that had some letters missing because um, Percival was burned. So she tried to break it down though, and um, she puts the letters together. It's Atlantic Avenue, Brooklyn. So the purse does that. So evidence from a burned purse came from Brooklyn. And they have like it's like there's an Arab community over there. So now Brooklyn's in the house. Right. So Benson Sailor is in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in the house. So they had this uh, there as as Arab community on, on somewhere on Atlantic Avenue. And they're talking to this woman right there. She's an Arab. And um they show her a picture of the tattoo. And the woman remembers her as um Mira Ilabisi. And she's like a customer to them, get tattoos, so Another woman comes though, she's like Middle Eastern stuff like that though, and they tell her that uh, Mira work Mira's husband and her mother-in-law they work for this um is um, Muslim publishing company that's right about a couple of blocks from here. So now, so we in um offices of this publishing company and business and Stabler's talking to uh, Mira's husband and. Um, and then her husband tells him that her his his wife was with her, with her friends last night, and um, however though it says that um, they ask her they they ask her if he loves her and then we well, get loving also I mean whatever's and whatever so next thing you know they tell him the news that that his wife has died and he was like oh my goodness that's so crazy stuff like that though damn he ne- however though he tells the um, detectives that he never beat her. And and I know he was just shocked though. So um, anyway, so next thing, meanwhile, much of Ben they're talking to Mira's mother-in-law. Her name is Jasmine, Jasmine, um, Jasmine, um, Jaslyn, Jaslyn, Jaslyn Elabisi, right? So she tells them that um, she was with um, her grandson. That turns out to be. Uh, Mira's uh, son. So, and there she and she also tells Munch and Finn that she brought her grandson son, grandson home. And next thing you know, the grandson comes to the living room and he was like, "Where's Mama?" <clears throat> and they see the grandson. Now, eh, eh, so next thing you know is that um, we're back at the squad room right now, and <clears throat> we're trying to break down what what's happening from Mira. And her husband, they had like uh, some domestic dispute, and why her wife is burned and stuff like that, though. And they're trying to figure out about. They want to look into Mira's mother-in-law and all that stuff, though. Now, <clears throat> see, here comes Novak. She comes in and she is pissed, and she was like, "Who, who, who?" Um, she was like, "Hey, who reported? Who pointed? Who pointed? Who, 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 who leaked the um, woman's app on the press?" And Craig, Craig was like. It's nice to see you too, Novak. However, though, um, Novak wanted to know how the story made it to the papers and all the stuff, though. So, <clears throat> however, though, though they, they and Craig doesn't even know anything about that. So somehow, though, Mira's death is leaked to the papers, and they're not responsible, and uh, you is not responsible. Novak thinks it. Novak thinks it that um, you're you and leaked the link to the press because Craig doesn't know nothing about it. Neither was messing the stabler. However, though, um. There was word where it is that Mira reported a domestic complaint. So it was done by a neighbor. So we outside um, this building somewhere and 
Benson Stabler talked to his neighbor, right? And um, he heard some noises. There was arguing, something like that, though. And the neighbor was like, the, the husband got a problem with him and all that stuff. So, it is, so Mira and her husband, they had like, they were fighting and all that stuff. And then there's some crazy stuff like that, though. So, did it, Benson Stabler asked the neighbor, did she find any, find someone to consult to or friend, something like that, though? And um, the neighbor tells him that she she was hanging out with this guy named Joshua, and they go to the interfaith interfaith community center, and he tells them that he's Jewish, so he made a donation. Oh, right. anyway, and then Joshua and um, it, it, you know Joshua is Jewish anyway, so we're inside the um, building of uh, interfaith, and Benson Saber is talking to Joshua, and. Um, he, he he was worried about Mira and all that stuff, though. And he told her the news that the Mira has died. And and then he's just uh, devastated and shocked, though. So, and he, he, can't, he said he could just couldn't believe it. I can't believe it that he did her. So, Benson and Stable want to find out if um, Mira and Joshua were more than friends. And Joshua tells him that they were having an affair. And you know her mirror's husband found out about it, and he was like, he, he, "I'm I'm not gonna let her go and all that stuff." I mean, damn. So it turns out that the mirror was cheating on her husband with Joshua. Damn, they was in love. Oh my goodness, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're at the prison right now, and Mirror's um, husband and her mother-in-law they're both being questioned by the detectives. It turns out that the mirror's mother-in-law was uh, lying to change her alibi and all stuff like that though and you know Jaslyn tells him that we're not barbarians we're faithful Muslims and all that stuff though and her husband was like um <clears throat> excuse me uh, <clears throat> yo excuse me so and the husband was like um yo 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 anyway I would never set her on fire no I mean I love her and then you know things weren't working out and then I never wanted her to leave me. I mean, sounds like a husband being controlling and whatever. I don't know what it is, though. Hmm. Excuse me. So, however, though, I mean, but they're both, um, Jocelyn and um, Miro's husband, they have alibis because they had nothing to do with um, torturing her to death and stuff like that, though. I mean, however, though, um, now, right now, later on, the detectives found out they have the that they have evidence as fuel oil. They have there is a clue. So we I mean maybe um so next thing you know there's um they got a call saying that a man was set on fire and um and they have a witness. Oh so we outside the street right now and oh it turns out that this the uh, victim's name is um Tariq and he never made it to the ambulance. He he was burned to death. And so, however, we are on the street right now, and um, Victor's name is um, Tariq, and the next thing you know, we get, there was a witness. His name was Jason, right? And he said he saw a guy coming at him in flames and stuff like that, though. And Gregan tells him, "Don't, don't tell the tell don't, don't tell the press about this, though." And Jason was like, "I want to get the story on the inquiry. I want to make some money." And, you know, Craig, and, you know, I mean, he warned him not to say anything to the press. But, I mean, John, but John, he just wants the attention. He wants that money. He was like, 
I want to be famous, man. I want to be on a national choir, man. I want to get a lot of money, man. And Craig was like, hey, Munch, yo, put this guy in lockup, right, man? Uh, come on. And then Munch comes in and then tries to you know, pull his um, pull Jason's arm. And Jason was like, you can't do this to me. And Munch was like, we just did. So they're going to lock him up at the precinct as a, some like a material witness or whatever, something like that, though. So uh, Benson Stabler is talking to the brother, and uh, Tariq's brother. And Tariq was like 27. And Tariq is the victim is 27 years old. And him and his brother, his, Tariq's brother says that, that he was being social and he taught like um, love and unity at this um, at, at, at a faith community center. Oh, and that's the same place where Joshua works. Oh. So Benson Stabler talked to Joshua again and he couldn't believe it. Tariq has de- died. First, it was Mirror burned to death. Now, Streak burned to death, though. Next thing you know, it's like um, um, Joshua tells him that Mirror and Tariq were on the same pattern last week. So they were having a little something going on right here, though. So we're at the um, Taro Technical, the Taro headquarters. You know the technical audio response unit. I don't know, something like that, though. So they're watching surveillance at um, this um, event. And uh, it was this social event, and they was having a panel. And um, Rira and Tariq were there. And Benson Stabler sees this guy wearing some baseball cap and stuff like that. And and Benson was like, is that Ashton Kutcher from Punk? Is that Ashton, is that Ashton Kutcher from Punk? Now you... <laughs> Now you know, you know, Punk was on at that time when back in two thousand four, Punk was on and it was a hit on MTV. So see, they see this white dude with a baseball cap. He's looking around and he was standing behind Mirror and then Tariq, and he has something a label on his jacket. So they put a zoom in, and it says, "Yo, yo, you won't believe this." It says, "Donna, you heating service." <laughs> And it got me thinking about the talk show host, former talk show host, Joe Donahue. Donahue, Donahue, Donahue. I mean, I remember back in the days and they had this theme song and back in the early 80s. It was like smooth music, though. It was like... So speaking about Donahue, though, he had a talk show that ran from like the late 60s to about the mid 90s. That was like almost 30 years. And Donahue used, used, used to come on Channel 4 and all that shit, right? So it's like, um, next thing you know is that, um, yo. And then next thing you know, Donahue, and then after that, uh, his show got canceled. And then by 2002, 2003, he had like a talk show on CNBC, but that was like short-lived. So I can't believe that this this suspect works at this company called Donahue Heating Services. So... Next thing you know is we outside this um um this this dude's this perp's workplace and Benson Stabler is talking to the supervisor and you know and he sees a kid in the video and he tells him that the guy's name is Sean Webster. He's just and he's yes, Sean Webster, he just started his shift. So Benson and Stabler walk up to Sean, and next thing you know is Sean starts to make a run for it. Next thing you know is that you know that it's you SUV just blocked him. Next thing you know, he, he tries to start running in the streets, and then Stabler catches him and tackles him and all that stuff. 
in the snow. And then he they, they arrested his ass though. And Sean was like, "Hey, Sable, you just look like me, man. We waiting on stuff." And Sable was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, hey, though." <laughs> All right. So um, next thing you know is that um, we in the um, interrogation room right now, and Sean and. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm telling you that Sean goes off, man. I mean, he blames everything on the Muslims and shit like that, yo. He was like, yo, yeah, yo, yo, Muslims are responsible for 9-11. They poisoned the water, they poisoned the food and all this stuff and all that stuff. Yo, man, I like George H. W. Bush, man. I like Donald Trump. I'm gonna make Make America great again. I don't like I don't like I don't like I don't like my game. I am I not Muslims blew up the buildings and they bear responsible for 9 11. I'm proud of being an American and these damn Arabs that they take off everything. They 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 set up their little camps and stuff like that and they soldiers and they put bombs on it and stuff like that. I mean, yo, I'm I love Donald Trump, right? I love George A.W. Bush. I love David Duke. Yo, I love yo <laughs> I love Donald Trump. I want to make America great again. Wait, 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 wait. Make America great. Make America great again. That was like back in 2016, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm my name is Sean Webster. I'm a racist asshole, man. I, I don't like the goons. I don't like the spang out fix. I don't like the white man. I, like, I, 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 I love Trump. Make America great again. Make America great again. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Bush. Oh man. Shut the hell up, Sean. Next thing you know is, <laughs> oh, and then next thing you know, Sean and Stable, they start talking, and Sean asks Stable, he's Irish or stuff like that, though, and he tells him that he served a war or stuff like that, though, and you know, I mean, he goes, he's not nice to Olivia because he he looks at he, he looks at her like some kind of like um Arab. Next thing you know is, uh, here comes Finn's outside interrogation room. He wanted to take a shot at the damn Sean. Crane was like, knock yourself out. Next thing you know is that um, Ben comes in and Sean was like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, a little, a little cool, man. Were you half Arab and shit like that, though? And, you know, I mean, and then next thing you know is, I mean, Ben goes back at him. You call him cool and stuff like that. Just hear it. What's in you? Arab? Raghead? Oh, you look at two, boy. You got some raghead in you? In Africa, folks moved around intermixing for thousands of years. I could be part Arab. That would explain why your coon brothers went to the enemy. Black Muslims. Traitors to the American people. You call me anything you want, Sean. Coon, traitor, raghead, towelhead. I got some words for you. Killer. Psycho. Hey. <laughs> Man, yeah, man, man. So Fisher called him the devil, cracker, and, uh, yo, racist, um, devil. I mean, anyway, <clears throat> before I even go further, right, let's go back a couple of scenes, right? So we see Munch and Finn are searching Sean's apartment. Mama's there. And the mother was like, Sean didn't do anything. So, however, though, Finn fly, finds fluid with benzene in it. So there is evidence and stuff like that, though. Oh, my goodness. The lighting fluid. So anyway, Sean says his victims were involved in 9-11, all that shit. I mean, I already went through that, though. Sean Stable talking. And Finn was there. You know what I mean? He calls him a killer and a psycho. And 
And the next thing you know is that um, yeah, you and then <clears throat> and Ben tells him that, that you were killed two innocent people. And Sean was like, they weren't innocent. And then Ben tells Sean that Mira was working for peace. And then all of a sudden, Sean was like, I didn't want to kill her. <laughs> However, oh, 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 oh. Ben was like, in disbelief, Benson and couldn't believe it, though. So, Sean didn't want to kill Mirror, but that guy was feeling hatred and stuff like that. So, Finn tells Sean, you um, you, you rip the woman's panties off and then shove it, shove it in her, and you burn her to death. Sick. In other words, and to make it long story short, is that he, um, he, he raped the victim with a pipe and then burned her alive. Sick. So next thing you know is that Sean was like, they're all liars. They're responsible for liar 9-11. They, we, they, they have to be killed. They'll, they'll kill us all. Do I got to do what I got to do, man. Any means necessary. Man, you a racist son of a bitch. So next thing you know is um, Benson is getting herself some soda and Finn's right there asking if she's all right. And Olivia Liv tells Finn, that she doesn't even know who her father is, though. I mean, she looked like a little something like um, Middle Eastern. I don't know what it is, something like that, though. However, though, check this out. Stabler has some research about um, Sean. Turns out that Sean attacked a Pakistani when he was 16. And next thing you know is that his father, when Sean was 10 years old, though, his father died in the um, Desert Storm, you know, like the Gulf War, stuff like that, though. And her mother had a nervous breakdown, like moving around from one town to the next, though. Oh, next thing you know is that Sean's lawyer comes up. He, you know, um, next thing you know is that um, they got wet. They just were the, not, they're the, Sean's lawyer says is the confession um, was um, coerced or whatever, something like that, though. And next thing you know is that um, Novak and Craig can do a little talk or something like that, though. And, oh, but check this out. They got word that Sean killed a Muslim prisoner at Central Booking. Oh, so we're at the um, Central Booking, and you know, Sean's there is locked up though, and he looked like Sean has um com- committed himself and all that stuff. And then his lawyer shows up, and guess who's play- his, his lawyer's name is Oliver Gates. So who's that after playing Oliver Gates? It's nothing but Barry Boswick, and um, this is his first appearance on uh, Law and Order SVU. And he's remembered as playing the role in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he played George Washington in this miniseries by the name of George Washington. And he played George Washington again in a sequel. It's like another miniseries. And he had a role on Spin City. So Oliver Gates, so he looked like, uh, he sounded like John uh, Mulaney from Family Feud. The way he is, he's he sounds like he sounds like um he sounds like um the the host family view John or Harry something like Harry something like that though, and he looked a little bit like it, but he sounded like John or Harry from Family Feud. That was back in the new two thousands before Steve Harvey took over as um the game show host. Anyway, so anyway, so however though is that the um, Oliver Gates tells um. Stabler and nobody is that his genes. Ah, that has, has something to do with his hatred. It's about it's all about the genes, though. So his genes is going to be emotive. 
So we're at we're in Act Four right now. We're at the trial. Man, Mr. Gates is there, including Novak is there. They're doing like um, yeah, they were just doing like about something about Sean, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Gates, he was like he it was like Sean was born with hatred and violence, and you know Novak he had a defense like that. He didn't mean to kill and stuff like that though. So the judge needs a witness from Mr. Gates, and the person's name is Doctor Soper, a material witness. So no outside the courthouse, Novak and Doctor Wong do a walk and talk. And here comes Mr. Gates telling him that yeah, that he, he it's all about the genes and then and then he's gonna he's gonna be in the spotlight. I mean he liked to win or whatever, something like that though. So as Novak tells Dr. Wong to go to see this Dr. Sofa. So we're in Dr. Sofa's office and she's mentioned something about these emotions are genetically determined. And um, she mentioned something about her research and about the brains and all that stuff, though. So she gives Dr. Wong something about the research and stuff like that, though. And then we're at the trial right now. It's in January 8th and some whatever. Dr. Sofer is on the stand. Dr. Sofer is on the stand examining Sean's brain. So is it how see how the brain reacts when they see something like that? Because the brain, they have like the vortex, something like that. A small little thing, how the person reacts and shit like that, though. So, um, Dr. Wong's also on the stand. He shows the subcortex, and he shows the subcortex of two people. One's uh, Jew- Jewish, and the other is a um, black minister. So, Dr. Wong showed a picture of the Nazi dude to the Jewish dude, and then that got him aroused or excited or got him mad. And Dr. Wong showed a picture of the Ku Klux Klan to some black minister, and then he got mad also. It's all about the react reaction. They want to react to see racism and become violent. I mean, that, that triggers the violence in that person. So, with Sean's on the stand, um, Sean went on the panel to, to hear his victims, and then next thing you know, Sean has this breakdown in a damn courtroom and all that shit. Muslims come here and they study engineering and aviation, and then they use it to attack us. And we fought for them in Bosnia, and my dad fought for them in Desert Storm, and he died for his country. They killed your father? Muslims killed your father? And they turn around and they attack us? And they're gonna explode chemical warfare in the subways? John! And poison our water supplies? And blow up bridges! Oh, you're on a man, we have a way to Oh, so Sean says his father was killed in Desert Storm. I mean, he fought for the country. And somehow, you know, I mean, this is the first time Nowak hears about this. So, so I mean, as soon as Sean gets dragged out of the courtroom, though, she tells Benson Sabler to find out if Sean's father died in Desert, Desert Storm. And... Uh, and she also mentioned that uh, Sean said he killed like three people for revenge because of his hatred. So they want to find out about that though. So they on it though. So we're outside the courthouse and uh, Novak and Mr. Novak and Gates though they do a walk and talk. Novak tells him just over. I mean, tell us you get guy murdered three people or stuff like that though. So. He mentioned something about the genes or whatever. I mean. And um, Novak tells him there's no deal. I mean, she's not going to go for the cockamamie defense and stuff like that, though. And then she walks away from Mr. Gates. 
So when Novak Novak's office though, and she's talking to herself, trying to say what she's gonna say in court though, and next thing you know, Stabler comes into the office and tells Casey that Sean's father, um, Steph Webster though, he he was a soldier at Desert Desert Storm, and he never died. Oh, there, there's a twist right there. I mean, man, he never, he never, he never died. I mean, he fought as a hero. Damn, that's some crazy shit going on around here. I was saying maybe Sean must have lied and stuff like that, though. So we're at Rikers Island right now, and Sean's there with his lawyer. Casey comes in. She tells him that he's going to be serving manslaughter or something like that, though, and then he's going to do the prison and stuff like that. And Gates, Mr. Gates was like, Mr. Have a, have a nice day. Next thing he knows that the stable shows up with um, Sean's father. Yes, Seth Webster. And Sean sees Seth and Sean was like, what the hell are you doing here? And, and, then, and the father was like, Sean, I'm your daddy, man. I mean, I, I wanted to see you and stuff like that, though. Yo, and Sean was like, get the hell out of here. Get the, get the fuck out of my face, man. I don't even know you so, like that, though. However, Sabler tells him that um, the Seth um, met and fell in love with an Arab woman while he was fighting at the Desert Storm. And next thing you know, he divorced he divorced um, Sean's mother and then he moved to another state to be with um, this Arab lady. And then they started to raise a family. But Sean, he's just getting mad right now. He tells his father to go back to his Arab war. And then next thing you know is that um, Seth tells his son that his mother poisoned him with hate because um, she was mad at him for leaving her for this other woman and stuff like that. But next thing you know, Sean, he gets aggressive. He was like, get the fuck out of here. I hate your guts, dad. You ain't my father. I don't even know you. Next thing you know, he spits at his father. Oh, my goodness. And Seth and his father got falling out. I mean, shit. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's not gonna work. It didn't work out. I mean, Seth is so pissed at his father. I mean, yo, I can't believe you want to ditch your father like that. I mean, he brought you out here in the world. I mean, as for me though, I love my I love my father. I mean, we communicated each other, even though when he divorced my mom, I mean, I still have love for my father because, and then he gave me advice, and I was living with him, and then you know. Sometimes, you know, I mean, I try to tell him certain things that you know, I don't like and then he get mad, but mad, but it's just that I love my father. I mean, we used to be talking, stuff like that. I mean, I loved him to the day he died. When he died suddenly, I mean, it just broke my heart, man. I was having anxiety attacks and shit like that, though. But I learned how to breathe, you know, I had to learn how to deal with this, so it's hit me hard, like losing a loved one that someone is close to you. So it's crazy. Now let's back to the story. I mean, yeah, I mean, Sean's still showing, showing that hatred. I mean, and then, I, and then yo, a seven note tells his son that his mother is spewing all the hatred too. So there's another twist though. So it turns out that Sean and his own mother though, they have like a lot of hatred in them and all the stuff though. And you know, Sean's mother told him a lie that he died of war, that his father died of a war hero. That's just complete bullshit though. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So next thing he knows is that um, 
things that did nothing things didn't work out for Shauna's father. I mean, the reunion was like fall out dead. So we're back at the squad room right now, and um, you know they talk about something about Shauna's father, stuff like that, and then Saber mentioned something about uh some poem, poetry, poem, stuff like that from Letters to Jujima, something like that. I don't know what it is though. <clears throat> Creighton comes out of the office and shows up and tells them that um, Muslim inmate that Sean killed, he had friends. And it turns out that Sean was stabbed to death at, 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 outside, at, outside at Rikers. Oh! So, guess what? Sean, that racist son of a bitch, got what he deserved. That karma, man. I'll tell you, all that hatred will get y'all killed, man. And so, anyway... Turns out that uh, Sean was believed that, that, that her mother gave him, poisoned him with hate and stuff like that because she was mad at him for, because she was mad at her, the the husband walking out on her, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that's some crazy shit going on around here, though. That's the twist. I mean, Sean probably got that from his mom. I don't know. Like, Sean got, probably got the hatred from, his, hatred from his mother. So that's the end of the episode. That's it. Man, 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 racist son of a bitch just killed three Arabs or probably Muslim. I mean, yeah, let me tell you something. I mean, like, a lot of these white people, they like so full of hate, though. But I'm not, well, I'm not saying all of it, but um, sometimes, you know, it's like, um, I want to say this that um, they, uh, they hate our guts. I mean, I mean, they don't like the fact that, um, Dark skinned people are the chosen people, like the you know, like the blacks, uh, Hispanics, and Native Americans. We got chosen people, and you know, sometimes you know, and the, the Caucasians only they don't like that, so they want to rule and take over the world. I mean, but I don't want to go deep into that story, but it's like, um, it's like, um, they had like a perpetual hatred, though. I mean, they just like, um, they end up where they hate our guts, but I mean, need us, they need to stop that, though. We need to stop that, though. You know what I'm saying? Now, I can't believe it is hatred going on around here. I, all I care about is just love. And you know what love is? Love the most high. You know, and then have faith in the Lord. That's the most important thing, though. And then you'll move on. I remember in the movie The Hurricane, and um, Denzel Washington said to the young man, while he was in prison, and um, hatred, he would tell him, hate put me in there, and love's gonna bust me out. That's what the Nancy Watcher said, playing Movement Hurricane Carter. And I remember that, you know what I'm saying? Now, anyway, so, now, then, you know, I'm gonna say, rest in peace to Jerry Springer, I mean, his talk shows, the fights like that, so, so, hopefully, I uh, hope you're enjoying your week so far, so, ha. Huh? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I wish I definitely needed to take a suffocation time. You know what I'm saying? So, so what do you think about this, this episode? And tell me about your thoughts about this episode. All right? So, I would like to hear from you. And don't worry, though. And I've, Oh, yeah, by the way, I want to give away, any loyal listener who loves this podcast, I'm going to give away $100. So, please call and let me know, all right? Now, Thank you for listening in, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. And uh, Twisted, 
uh, Law and Order Law and Order SVU podcast is produced by me and it's recorded like almost live or whatever. I don't know what it is though. So anyway, so it's like um I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So this is BD Rose and have a blessed week. Thank <laughs> you.